Alright, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode 30 of Frozen Pitch with your host, Nick Squartino. So today we have a lot of stuff to, to talk about. We have a lot of ho- hockey news to talk about and <clears throat> a decent amount of soccer news to actually talk about. So let's not waste any time and jump right into it. So starting off with uh, some soccer news before we hop into today's Champions League um, match results and uh, yesterday's Champions League match results. So Real Madrid are ready to offer a, a $14 million a year uh, deal to Pogba and a $30 million signing bonus if he joins them uh, this upcoming summer. It's basically an identical uh, signing bonus that they promised to uh, Kylian Mbappe. So Real Madrid is clearly desperate for a lot of these uh, bigger-name stars to come to bolster their team. I don't think Pogba is necessarily a good fit for that midfield. I think with them signing uh, Edward uh, Camavinga, I think Camavinga, very good, promising French uh, midfielder who can develop into a a fantastic box-to-box midfielder. And I think that's what they should really turn their attention to is developing him and not signing Paul Pogba, who I don't even think will end up going to Real Madrid because I think he'll end up staying in Manchester United with a new contract. Then we have um, that Raheem Sterling has admitted that he could leave uh, Manchester City if he does not become a regular starter again under Pep Guardiola. Um, He was quoted stating, if there was the option to go somewhere else for more game time, I would be open to it. And, you know, kind of feel for him on that. He's been very good under Pep Guardiola, but... With the signing of Jack Grealish, I really think that there hasn't been much, um, there hasn't been very many opportunities for Sterling to really play for Manchester City because there's just no spot for him anymore. And um, you know, it'll be interesting to see where he goes because he's played in England his whole life. So if he moves abroad, it'll be a whole different league, whole different experience for him, which I, I think might benefit him a little bit. But you never know. Then we have that uh, Erling Holland is PSG's priority to strengthen the uh, forward line next season. Um, discussions have already started between Mino Raiola and uh, PSG's director uh, Leonardo. So that one is a is a pretty interesting piece. If PSG can can get Holland next year, that would be unbelievable. Uh, with Neymar and Messi and Holland as a front three is scary, but. It all depends on uh, Kylian Mbappe. Nobody really knows what's going on with that. Nobody knows if he's going to stay, if he's going to go, what the deal is. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens with that whole ordeal. And if they can go out, if they if Mbappe leaves and they go get, go out and get Holland, that's you know not necessarily as good as Kylian Mbappe, but just as good because Holland is a freaking beast right now for uh, Borussia Dortmund. Um, so then we have that, um, in Manchester United, Jesse Lingard is going to, well, wants to leave Manchester United in January to rescue his chances of going to the 2022 World Cup. Uh, he's very unhappy with his role, uh, in the squad and wants to play regularly. I get that. Uh, Lingard, Lingard played pretty well, uh, last year, last year when he was on loan, uh, for West Ham and, you know, comes back to Manchester United and still doesn't really have a spot in that midfield with uh, Solskjaer. And the board has been saying that they're backing Solskjaer, and I don't fully understand how they're still backing him because with the 
the players that he has at his disposal, the fact that you can't win games left and right is unbelievable. But, uh, you know, Lingard has definitely been a, a player of uh, who's been not necessarily scrutinized, but just looked at in very many different view uh, lenses because, uh, you know, People were like, oh, he's he's okay, he's mediocre. Some people say, oh, he's a really good, talented midfielder and all these other things. But we'll see what happens with that whole debacle. Cause, uh, we'll be talking about Manchester United uh, a little bit later uh, in this segment uh, with some other news about them. But moving on. Mauro Icardi um, has turned down the chance to join Newcastle uh, United because apparently his wife did not want to move to the northeast so that's a very interesting deal because if you went to newcastle he'd probably start and if he, he stays in psg he's probably not going to play uh, if they go get, go out and get holland or Kylian mbappe stays there's no need for him to stay uh, for that to happen but that's just a really stupid rumor <laughs> uh now moving on to some good news for barcelona fans uh, Pedri has signed a new contract at Barcelona until June 2026 with a 1 billion euro release clause. So I think that was primarily too because um, you you now fend off a lot of people from being able to even attempt to talk to him to uh, pay a release clause and all these other things. Specifically probably Newcastle just because Newcastle has the most amount of money to spend out of all of the uh, Premier League teams, but a uh, very good deal for Barcelona. Pedro's been an outstanding midfielder for for them. Uh, he's really been one of the shining stars that they've got, and I think that uh, new contract's warranted. The release clause, I get. Barcelona have been burned by release clauses uh, in the past, uh, <clears throat> Neymar, and I get that they want to be super careful now with uh, all of that. So it makes complete sense with that. Um, then, continuing back to Jesse Lingard, uh, he's all there's interest in signing him on a free when his contract ends at Manchester United uh, next year. From There's been interest from Barcelona and AC Milan, and I think those will be two interesting fits for him. Uh, more so, I, I, I feel like AC Milan would be a little bit of a better fit to... Um, give them an attacking option in that midfield because they don't necessarily have that. Uh, it's being bolstered currently by uh, Kessier and uh, Tonali, who are two fantastic defensive pieces, but you you need an offensive piece in that um, in that midfield to, midfield to really help out. So I think that would be a good fit for Barcelona. Not not really. The Bar- they've, they've got a very good young core midfield uh, going right now with Gavi, Pedri and uh, Frankie de Jong, so I don't think that would be necessarily be a good fit. Uh, then we have the fact that this is not necessarily, um, you know, it's different sports news, but it's the fact that FIFA wants to charge EA double the amount to license the uh, EA Sports game uh, FIFA, and the licensing licensing fee would be a billion dollars uh, every four years, which would explain why EA have registered the trademark EA Sports FC as they're looking to change the name of the game now that um, it's actually going through 
uh, FIFA is um, playing around with the rights. EA does not have any exclusive um, use of the rights anymore. So it'll be very interesting to see what that all happens with uh, video game wise. I know that's a different topic, but I still feel like it's pretty interesting. And the fact that FIFA is just basically a bunch of money hungry uh, people that, you know, FIFA, the game probably brings in a whole lot of money, and I don't know why you want to change it up now. I don't know why all of that, but we'll see what they what happens. Then uh, I don't, I don't really. I it's going to be interesting seeing more than one soccer game uh, in the video game market. Then moving uh, back to Manchester City, Phil Foden is set to sign a new six-year contract, um, which will earn him almost uh, 50 million euros or pounds. That's uh, that's pretty solid deal for Phil Foden. He's been a very key part in that midfield for uh, Manchester City. He's been a very key attacking player for them, and you know, it's a good deal. You got you know, nowadays especially uh, with the way young talent is. Developing, you don't want to uh, lose it in any sort of way. So, uh, I understand why they want to uh, lock him up to a contract, especially a six-year contract, very long contract. But smart on Manchester City for realizing their priorities and basically uh, getting that done. Then, um, back to the Bundesliga, Bayern Munich is going to also try to sign Erling Holland. So basically, uh, these next few months are going to be very key for Erling Holland, who's being uh, scouted and trying to be lured to multiple different clubs all across Europe because he's obviously one of the best strikers in the game right now. And um, Robert Lewandowski has stated in the past that he would like to maybe move somewhere else to try to... uh, face different challenges um and uh, yeah, well, that's good for Lewandowski he wants to he wants to try something new I, I get that he's been playing in the Bundesliga for a majority of his career with uh, Dortmund and Bayern and Bayern's gonna need to uh Bayern's gonna need to get somebody to replace that void that Lewandowski will leave and Holland could be it but it also depends on how much they're willing to pay and uh, if Holland would like to stay in Germany. Then um, Brandon Rogers uh, actually has rejected any approach from Newcastle because uh, apparently he's holding out to try to get the Manchester City job in 18 months when Pep Guardiola leaves. I don't fully, I don't fully get this one. This is a this is a bad rumor. I. I mean, Rodgers has done really well at Leicester City, but I don't think it warrants getting the Manchester City job at all. And that one, I basically, I'd throw that rumor out the window. I just thought it was interesting to uh, say, because when I said it out loud, I was like, it kind of doesn't really make any sense. So, basically a lot... (laughs) A lot of what I'm talking about, too. Newcastle is basically interested in just about any player with some sort of name. Uh, you know, big name, small name, medium name, etc. As for this case, they're um, looking into a move for um, Coutinho from Barca. And, you know, basically 
A, bring Coutinho back to the Premier League where I think he'll do a little bit better. B, he does have a little bit of a name with him. Uh, he is Philippe Coutinho. He's, uh was very talented at Liverpool. Didn't have the best of run at Barcelona. Trying to uh, reinvent himself and get back to what he once was, which I think he can do. It's just he, he, he's got to have the right manager and the right uh, mindset, and I think that comes hand-in-hand hand with that. So hope uh, hope he does move on from Barcelona. I think it'll be uh, best for him. Then Newcastle are also interested in signing Timo Werner from Chelsea. Um, that would be a pretty good move uh, for Newcastle because Timo Werner, I think, is just, He's having a rough time in the Premier League, but I also think if you go out and get him and get somebody that know, really knows how to use him, I think it might be a little bit more beneficial to um, to him. And he's just had an unlucky bout in the uh, Premier League. And we'll see if his play improves. It's going to be a little bit tougher now, too, just because Chelsea do have uh, Romelu Lukaku now on their roster, and he's fallen down the pecking order for uh, strikers. Newcastle have also been in contact with uh, Clement Longley from Barcelona to help bolster their defense. I think that's a terrible move because Longley has been god-awful for Barcelona these last few seasons. And I don't know why a move to the Premier League, which is a little bit more physical, would necessarily make him the best option. I think you could definitely go out and sign somebody else. Um, Maybe not necessarily for the fee that Barcelona would sell him for, but I think that it will be a little bit better if you go out and find something else because he's not he's not that it he's not the guy that you want to uh, bolster your defense with he's really not that great and you know I don't really know uh, I don't know off the top of my head who else you could uh, go after at the, at the current moment but I just don't think that's the right move then we have um, they've also been in contact with Wesley Fofana the French center back from Leicester but. The other thing with that is uh, Fofana is uh, he has a long-term injury right now. Uh, I don't necessarily remember what the injury was, but he's been hurt, hasn't been playing at all, and why do you want to go out and get that type of guy? So uh, that one doesn't make any sense. That was kind of a head-scratcher. Then we have um, Newcastle's also. This is basically the Newcastle segment of this part. <laughs> Uh, they're also monitoring, um, Aaron Ramsey, the ex-Arsenal midfielder who is out of favor at Juventus, uh, has not really been playing for them. This is just another, I, I don't understand these types of moves that they're going to try to make. That one doesn't really make sense going after an aging Aaron Ramsey. Uh, you bet you might as well go after a younger guy with a little bit more talent and a little bit more promise that you can develop. Then, um, we've got that Inter Milan and Arsenal are both interested in, uh, Luka Jovic. So that would be a pretty good deal for Arsenal. They want to, uh, replace Alexander Lacazette, who's most likely uh, set to leave after his contract expires at the end of the season. And Inter are interested in him because, um, they want a partner for, uh, Lataro Martinez. But the only problem is, is they have to get interested to get Alexis Sanchez's contract off, to, off the books first, which is going to be a little, uh, little bit harder to do. So we'll see who wins that because he's fallen, definitely fallen out of favor for Real Madrid. 
Uh, I don't think Carlo Ancelotti will necessarily use him. And Benzema's been playing very well for Real Madrid, and there's no need to replace him or put any pressure on him about being replaced uh, at this time. Then we have um, Manchester United captain Harry Maguire said to be offered a new contract uh, at Old Trafford that will see him earn his earnings aligned with Jaden Sancho and Rafael Varane. Don't get me wrong, Maguire is all right, but I don't think he's worth that much. It's he's he's okay at best in my opinion. It's you know it doesn't make any sense. I don't fully understand. Like he's probably making a boatload of money anyway, and he's okay. He's not. Uh, he, I don't know. That's just he's not the best of the best. He's not a Virgil Van Dyke. He's not. Um, who else? I'm trying to think of some other center backs off the top of my head. Uh, I guess technically Raphael Veron. He's been pretty solid. Um, trying to think. Uh, okay, those are really. I mean, his teammate is Raphael Veron, but those are those are the only two that come to mind right now. Uh, if you have somebody else in mind, you can think about that too. But I don't think that's. Uh, I think he can make a little bit more, but I don't think he should be making the same as Jaden Sancho and Rafael Varane. Then moving on, we have uh, Antonio Rudiger is demanding a new deal at Chelsea worth 400,000 uh, euros a week. Uh, the, the defenders already rejected a contract offer of 125,000 a week, and he will only stay at the club if he's made their highest earner ahead of Lukaku. That one is... Um, pretty interesting just because he's playing hardball with that and I understand he's one of uh Chelsea's uh he's one of Chelsea's better center halves like center backs but I don't fully understand why he's being very stingy with the money again he's you know he's not bad but I don't think he's worth 400,000 uh euros a week (laughs) that one's crazy He's being delusional, unless he's trying to force a move out of Chelsea, which could very well happen. And then we have that Marcus Rashford is unhappy with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer after the Manchester Manchester United um, manager told the striker to prioritize his football, uh, the, and the comments have gone ba- down badly in Rashford's camp. I don't understand. This is complete and utter BS, man. Because Marcus Rashford has done so much for Manchester and England alone with the amount of community service that he's done and his whole um, raising money and donating donating meals and everything for families that don't have enough necessarily to buy food and all this. And the, the fact that, the, that Solskjaer's got the balls to say that... <sighs> That right there for Manchester United fans and the board should be a red flag that that's not the right guy for your for your team at all. And, you know, I just, it's a load of BS, really. I, it really, that's, that's the best way to put it. You shouldn't be saying that to somebody who has done so much for uh, f- football and, uh, you know, just the, the area in Manchester and just the England as a whole. I can't believe somebody would actually say that. Then moving on, we have that 
Um, FIFA has told the all national teams that they plan to go ahead with a World Cup every two years, uh, starting from 2026. I think that is a terrible idea. Terrible idea. That That's even more idiotic than what Solskjaer just said, because I understand they're trying to make as much money as possible, because that's all FIFA is. They are so money-driven, it's honestly kind of sad. But every two, like, the hype for the World Cup every four years grows every single four years, and if you make it two more years, it kind of lessens the, you know, what makes the World Cup so special that it's a four every four years it's uh it comes around and you get super excited to watch all these players perform at their national teams and who, uh, you know, and who will win win what group and everything like that and who will win the the World Cup itself, but making it shortening it is just a dumb idea. FIFA pissed me off sometimes. Then we have that Ansu Fati has um, extended his contract at Barcelona until June 2027. He also has a release clause uh, around $1 billion, so congratulations to him. He deserves it. Do I think he deserves the number 10? No, but I think that the number 10 should have been retired from Barcelona as soon as Lionel Messi left. But beggars can't be choosers in that situation. Uh, Fati is a great young talent and uh you know congratulations to him for signing that contract definitely helps uh barcelona out in their tough times by staying loyal and we'll see what they uh we'll see how they progress as the year goes on then uh newcastle have sacked steve bruce uh as their manager and steve bruce stated uh i think it might be my last job it has been very, very uh, tough to never really be wanted to feel that people wanted me to fail and saying saying I would fail, that I was useless, a fat waste of space, a tactical, inept cabbage head. Um, and it's very sad. And, I mean, he wasn't really given the best team to work with at Newcastle, and it, it, it stinks that it happened like this. You know, they get new owners and they sack him instantly, basically. But and a lot of the players spoke out and were basically saying like you know oh this is he was he was a very good manager you know did right by the players which is something uh, very rare nowadays in soccer that they actually do right by the players but uh, it's just an unfortunate situation for him and uh, I hope that he can find some other job uh, maybe in the Premier League but. You never know. So we've got two more pieces of news left. And we'll start with, before we get into the Champions League scores, obviously. Uh, Manchester United are planning to planning a January clear-out with Donny van de Beek and Anthony Martial at the top of the list of players who could be on their way out of Old Trafford. That is a very good move for Manchester United. Um I feel more. I feel worse for Van de Beek, who wasn't even given a fair shot to do anything in Manchester United. It was never, you know, never played, never really did much, and you know, it's a shame that it even had to get to that with him. But there's, you know, 
hope for him. He le- finally leaves, ends that uh, saga of his career, and goes on to prove to everybody that he's still the same midfielder he was when he was playing at Ajax and helped them do very well in Champions League uh, that uh, a few years ago. Martial, he's just a different story. He was fantastic for them and has basically just slowly fallen out of form left and right. And they can get a decent amount for him for some from some club, but we'll see what they see what they decide to do with that with him. Because uh, I feel like they're not going to get a lot of offers for him. And the final piece is that Barcelona believe Usman Dembele is already being offered to other clubs, including Manchester United, Liverpool, ahead of the January window, which is when he can sign a pre-contract agreement with any club outside of Spain. And if I was a Barcelona fan, I would hope that either Barca re-signs him and then... Uh, Sells him or just lets him walk and end that that era at Barca because he has done absolutely nothing. He has been injured every season, has not played consistently, has not done anything positive really at the club, and it's just been a waste of space. And if that that just should be any sign to just move on from somebody and go get a replacement or go sign a player that will hopefully give you more game time and more uh, you know, positive outcomes than Usman Dembele. They just got to walk away from him, and I think it would be the best for, for Barcelona as a whole to just really let him walk. So now going on to the Champions League uh, matches from Tuesday. Man City beat uh, Club Bruges 5-1. Sporting beat Besiktas 4-1. PSG beat Rebel Leipzig 3-2. Lionel Messi scored two goals, uh, which is very cool. Almost scored a hat-trick, but was unselfish. Gave the the penalty to Kylian Mbappe. So, appreciate that that from him. World-class player. Liverpool beat Atletico 3-2. FC Porto beat AC Milan 1-0. Ajax beat Dortmund 4-0. And Inter Milan beat Sheriff 3-1, and Real Madrid beat Shakhtar 5-0. That concludes the games for Tuesday. Moving on to Wednesday, which is today. Barcelona defeated uh, Dynamo Kiev 1-0. FC Salzburg beat Wolfsburg 3-1. Bayern beat Benfica 4-0. Manchester United beat Atalanta 3-2. Villarreal beat Young Boys 4-1. And... Then we have Lil and Sevilla tied 0-0. And Chelsea beat Malmo uh, 4-0. So that concludes the soccer segment of this week. Moving on, we have uh, just some pieces of NHL news to talk to state. Uh, starting with <laughs> one, of, one of probably the most idiotic players in the NHL, which is Evander Kane, who has been suspended 21 games for violating the NHL's uh, COVID-19 protocol by submitting a fake vaccine card. Yes, you guys heard that correct. He submitted a fake vaccine card, and the NHL figured it out, 
and he has now been suspended 21 games. He is so stupid, and I'm surprised the NHL hasn't just kicked him out yet. You know, he had that whole um, dilemma with him and his uh, soon-to-be ex-wife, who uh, they're getting a divorce, where she was calling him out saying that he was betting on games uh, in the NHL, and then there's the whole thing about him going bankrupt, and now this, it's just, there's way more drama that follows this player than it needs to be, especially for the NHL, and <laughs> you just, you gotta be so stupid, man, to, to submit a fake vaccine card, though. It's crazy, and, you know, I just, th- I, I, I really want to know what the what the what the hell went through his head because uh you know he led the Sharks last season with 49 points, 22 goals, 27 assists in 56 games, which is really solid. He still has 4 years left on his contract on his uh 4 years left on a 7-year uh, contract that he signed in with San Jose in uh 2018 and <sighs> I just <laughs> If I were San Jose, I'd find a way to terminate that contract and just get rid of him because he's not good. I mean, you know, those numbers aren't terrible, but he brings way more drama than there needs to be. And uh, it's just, it's laughable at this point. Then we have um, Nikita Kutrov will be out indefinitely for the Tampa Lightning due to an undisclosed injury. Uh, he did not play the final nine minutes of a 2-1 overtime win against the Washington Capitals on Saturday. Uh, he has scored four points, one goal, three assists in three games this season so far. And John Cooper said it's not a day-to-day thing, so we'll wait until we get an official word, but he's definitely out. Um, then he stated that he's going to be out for a while. We're not, we're not going to put a timetable on it. Uh, until we have official word in short term, he he's definitely out. So that's a uh, big loss for Tampa Bay. Kucherov, you know, is a great asset to their offense. Uh, fantastic sniper, really really uh, good with the puck, and that's just a guy. That's the type of guy you don't want to lose. Period. So we'll see. I mean, Tampa still has you know Stamkos, uh, Victor Hedman, Braden Point, a whole bunch of guys, but we'll see what uh definitely happens with that keep you guys updated as to his timetable for how long he will be out for then moving on we have um actually moving on now we've got uh we're gonna go over the games starting from friday the vancouver canucks beat the philadelphia flyers five to four the minnesota wild beat the anaheim ducks two to one and then this game I actually uh, attended. It was the New Jersey Devils uh, season opener and home home opener where they beat the Chicago Blackhawks 4-3. So this game, uh, a lot of fun, a lot of fun. And I was very, um, very happy to be able to go. And it was just a great overall experience. Uh, the I was... I was shocked to be at the Prudential Center in a uh, packed crowd because the f- last time I had been in a packed Prudential Center was probably 2018 when the Devils went to the uh, playoffs for the first time in a while with uh, Nico Heischer's rookie season. 
uh, when they still ha- when Taylor Hall won the uh, Hart Trophy, and you know during the game too, uh, it was it was really nice. Um, there's a really nice. Um, I'm trying to think of the word. Uh, video for Jimmy Hayes, and it was because he he was a part of the New Jersey Devils uh, towards the end of his career, and it was. You know, it was kind of sad, you know, he because he was young. Uh, unfortunately, now, though, with that um, news about that, two days ago, they said that uh, Hayes had passed away with, um, as it was ruled an overdose. They said that cocaine and fentanyl was in his system, so very sad to see that type of uh, guy go through that. You know, because you never know what somebody's going through until uh, the type of this type of stuff happens. And uh, one that's one thing though about the game, uh, they had a very nice, uh, you know, the the very nice video for him. And then uh, they had his uh, his wife and his mom and his dad and some of his family members uh, sitting at the game. So it was really uh, really cool to see all that. And now back to. A little bit of a lighter subject of back to the game. The Devils. Um, me and my friend Kyle missed the first goal of the game, which was Dougie Hamilton scoring in his uh, debut with the Devils. Uh, scored a really nice uh, wrist shot um, on the goalie. Uh, it was a very nice shot. Uh, very good play by Jesper Bratt and Pavel Zaka, uh, keeping the puck in the offensive zone. Then the game went to overtime, and... You know, it sucked that it went to overtime, but I got to see probably one of the coolest moments uh, I've seen so far, and that is that Jack Hughes scored uh, a fantastic overtime goal. Uh, getting to see them celebrate, watching him throw his, his stick in the stands after he scored that goal. Ah, oh, it was great. Uh, it was really fun to watch. Uh, he's a great player to watch. More news on him coming later. And it was just, um, you know, it was really fun just being back uh, in the Prudential Center, uh, having the Prudential Center be packed. I just, I love going to sporting uh, events. I, I mean, I, I really love to go to hockey games. That's just, it's so fun to watch live. If you haven't, you know, done it yet or you've done it like once or twice, highly recommend going uh, soon this season. Uh, it looks like it's going to be a pretty good season. Then we have um, scores from Saturday. The Buffalo Sabres beat the Coyotes 2-1. The Florida Panthers beat the Islanders 5-1. The Boston Bruins beat the Dallas Stars 3-1. The Toronto Maple Leafs beat the Ottawa Senators 3-1. The Rangers beat the Canadians 3-1. Then we have the Red Wings beat the Canucks 3-1. So a lot of 3-1 games. Uh, Penguins beat the Blackhawks 5-2, and the Lightning beat the Capitals uh, 2-1. Continuing, the Blue Jackets beat the Kraken 2-1. Hurricanes beat the Predators 3-2. St. Louis Blues beat the Avalanche 5-3. The Oilers beat the Calgary Flames 5-2. San Jose Sharks beat the Jets 4-3. And the Minnesota Wild beat the Kings 3-2. So that concludes Saturday's uh, scores. Moving on to Sunday, just one game. Uh, Ottawa Senators beat the Dallas Stars 3-2. Going to Monday, the uh, Rangers beat the Maple Leafs 2-1 and probably one of the craziest uh, overtimes that 
I wasn't personally watching this game. Uh, my my buddy Kyle, who's a Rangers fan, was watching it and sent me a clip because uh, I was doing something else. And oh my god, the, <laughs> the fact that it was just goalie saves left and right, and Igor Shesterkin made a save like thirty, uh, like twenty feet out of the net on Austin Matthews, unbelievable. Uh, and it was just a crazy, crazy, crazy uh, overtime period. If you uh, haven't seen it, highly recommend going to watch it. Great uh, clip of hockey to watch. Then the Philadelphia Flyers beat the Seattle Kraken 6-1. to Anaheim Ducks beat the Flames 3-2. to And the St. Louis Blues beat the Coyotes 7-4. Tuesday, the Buffalo Sabres beat the Canucks 5-2. to The San Jose Sharks beat the Canadians 5 nothing. The Florida Panthers beat the Lightning 4-1. to the Devils beat the Kraken uh, yesterday, four to two, and unfortunately have lost uh, Jack Hughes due to an injury. Uh, was pinned up against the boards in a. It was a weird situation. I don't. I don't think it was a penalty, but it could have been a penalty, and basically unhinged the whole rest of that game uh, for the Devils. They lost a very good offensive piece for them. Hughes has been fantastic so far, and. Sad to see that happen for the Devils, but they still won the game. Dawson Mercer scored uh, scored his first NHL goal, so uh, it was really good for him. And he had his first NHL point come against the Chicago Blackhawks when he assisted uh, Andreas uh, Janssen. So he's having he's starting off uh, pretty solid, but shame to lose Jack Hughes. Hopefully, it's not as bad uh, as it looked. So. Hopefully it's not a broken collarbone or a broken uh, anything. Hopefully it's just a sprain, something that could heal in a few days or a week or two. Then the Dallas Stars beat the Penguins uh, 2-1. Capitals beat the Avalanche 6-3. Red Wings beat the Blue Jackets 4-1. Islanders beat the Blackhawks 4-1. And then we have... Um, Predators beat the Kings 2-1. Wild, Minnesota Wild beat the uh, Winnipeg Jets 6-5. And the Edmonton Oilers beat the Ducks 6-5. Then uh, for tonight's games, we have the Boston Bruins versus um, Boston Bruins versus the Philadelphia Flyers. That'll be happening at 7.30. And the St. Louis Blues versus the Golden Knights, which will be happening at 10 o'clock. Both of these games are on TNT. Not the best of uh, lineups for ga- uh, games, but... Should be uh, pretty fun games to watch. And finally, the final pieces of NHL news that we have to conclude this podcast is that Pavel Buchnevich was suspended two games for headbutting. Yes, you heard me correctly. Headbutting Arizona Coyotes forward Lawson Kraus. Uh, he was thrown out of mon- uh, Monday late night in the first period for the headbutt. He'll miss the uh, Blues' upcoming games against Vegas, which is uh, tonight, and um, home game against uh, Los Angeles on Saturday. The suspension will cost uh, Buchnevich uh, $141,000, uh, 463 Sorry. $141,463. Uh, because he is a repeat offender. He was suspended one game for high-staking last season uh, with the New York Rangers. That was after... Uh, that was the game after Artemi Panarin uh, was thrown down viciously by Tom Wilson. So 
but I'm just <laughs> I'm more uh, surprised that somebody even headbutted somebody else in the NHL. Then um, the final piece that we have is that the Saint the Winnipeg Jets captain Blake Wheeler will miss um, at least four games while being sidelined with COVID nineteen. So unfortunate for the Jets to lose their captain to COVID, but um, we they should be all right in these next few games. They've got um, Anaheim on Thursday and Nashville on Saturday before playing Anaheim. On 26th, and it's not a uh, it's not a terrible lineup, but you know you want your captain there, you want your you know leader, and that concludes this episode of uh, Frozen Pitch. So I hope you guys enjoyed it, and hope you all have a great day.